0: Welcome to a Canadian Investing in the US, a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of Canadian Investing in the US. This week, my guest is Ryan De Laurentiis. Um, I was thinking about this because I've known Ryan for a while and I think we met at like one of those real estate parties before COVID over at John's house. Is that where we originally Yeah, at?
1: I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah back that uh, was probably in 2019.
0: Yeah. Maybe those will start coming back. Cause I used to love going, <laughs> like that was the highlight,
1: right? Yeah. Going to events. I actually just came back from uh, the right club uh, last night. I was on, wait, today's Thursday on Tuesday night. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Good crowd. Good turnout. Nice seeing some old faces and some yeah. new faces. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I, I used to love going to those. I,
0: I went to over to London last month for one, Um, but I'm, you know, starting slowly again, right? Slowly, so, uh, Yeah. Start, start to come back yeah. again. Um, But anyway, um met ryan a bunch of years ago we've been kind of like cool. you're know, lightly discussing the topic of doing a podcast together um and maybe ryan i'll let you do a bit of an intro to yourself uh what you do what your business is and then we'll, we'll go from there
1: sure yeah so um my wife and i've been investing in real estate since 2016 kind of started part-time and then towards the end of 2018, we moved, we were originally living in Toronto, we moved to London and uh, we started DCI properties. So a lot of investors kind of know us now in the, in the market as a wholesale company. we offer a lot of properties um, off market to buyers that are looking to purchase. Um, so that's grown you know, quite well over the last few years. We've got 18 full-time staff. I'm pretty much out of the day-to-day now. Um, and uh, we cover Southwest Ontario and Alberta as our primary markets. Um, and then sometime in 2019, I guess it was roughly the summer myself and I had a partner, uh, we're starting to look at investing in the U S. So we bought a couple of properties down there. They didn't go the best. I'm sure we can get into that later. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, I've kind of done it all. I have, you know, a bunch of single family houses. Um, I've done some multifamily stuff as well. Sold those, those weren't as ideal as I thought they might've been early on. Um, and we actually just launched our own in-house real estate brokerage as well. Um, I have a couple partners there and, um, one's the broker of records. So, um, yeah, just trying to grow, um, the business and try and remove myself from some of the day to day.
0: So I I wasn't planning on going down this path at all, but I realized you had 18 staff. I thought it was like four or five, But (laughs) 18 staff seems like a lot for a wholesaling company. Um, what positions like, I'm just, just in, in general, like, yeah, I mean, do you need so many people.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that's a great. it's a it's a fair question. So um, there are, I guess there's nine people on our sales team alone, no ten, I guess, if you include our sales manager. So we have five reps in the field. Uh, We have one full-time deal analyst, which is actually a pretty neat position. Mm -hmm. So that person's job, he came to us from Ivy, uh, his name's Ayush, great guy. And he just loves running numbers on real estate. So rather than our reps having to go and be salespeople, um, and have to understand all of the numbers and the due diligence behind every property that they're going to see. We've taken that out so that now we have that role being fulfilled by someone who actually loves just analyzing numbers all day. And we have a couple of people running paperwork and then a team that answers our incoming calls and inquiries and stuff. So that's the sales team. And then there's like some backend admin and we have a bookkeeper and we have a finance manager. And uh, more recently, I actually brought someone in to take over my position. Um, so Definitely you can do <laughs> yeah. So his name's Randall. He came to us from Purple Bricks. Um and he was their um national director of sales and customer service. And he was also their broker of records. So he came in to replace me. And now we're starting our own uh brokerage um to going to coincide with, with DCI.
0: Cool. And do these yeah. like people, are they local or like do you have are some of these VAs?
1: Uh, no, they're all, well, most of them are based in London. We do have a couple of staff now that have, um, that are in Toronto. So they're virtual, but they're all in, they're all based in Ontario.
0: Okay. No, that's yeah. cool. That's, that's cool. Because yeah. like, whenever I tell you a lot of these companies, they have all kinds of people all over the world, <laughs> but no, yeah. it's nice to keep everyone uh, employed here too. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so we're trying to create some jobs too, which is, which is good. And I think people like, like working here. So try and create a fun environment. Cool.
0: All right, so maybe I'll go back to where we originally were thinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just always popped in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm always interested in everyone else's business. And it's yeah. a perfect like opportunity to probe to Yeah, no, I love it. So um, you went into investing in the US for a little bit, right? And then you came out, um, why? What, What? why, why, why move out of it? Um, I'm like, you know what, I'm open. I like, if you're like, there's better opportunity, wherever um, things didn't work out, whatever, I'm, I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, so give you the short answer and then the long tail answer. So the short answer is I I, I fucked up and I kind of got screwed by a contractor. So that's the that's the short and sweet story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the long story is we acquired two. We we acquired two and we're in the process of acquiring a third. So the two we bought were one was a single family house and one was a duplex. The duplex we bought we bought for forty grand and Buff. So let me preface. We were looking in Buffalo. And I had done some research, my partner and I, into the Buffalo market. We knew some people there and we were trying to get connected to find contractors and realtors and property managers, et cetera. So one of the contractors that we got referred to by another investor in Buffalo, um, things started out well. Um, You know, he quoted both projects the one that we bought that was a duplex was in really rough shape. And when I tell you it was in rough shape, I can show you photos. Like again, as a, as a company that comes across like kind of crappy houses sometimes in Ontario, oh, yeah. course, this was by far the worst house that I had been in. Like the sub in the main floor were so rotted because they had had their waterline burst that you couldn't even step on certain parts of the floor. So again, me probably being naive back in 2019, when the contractor said he could get this done for like 60 grand, I probably should have had like alarm bells going off. Like this is probably not doable for that price anyway. So he started work on that property. And then we shortly after bought a single family house uh, in Buffalo as well, that he started work on. Um, he started asking for large deposits and Work was being done, but, you know, and my partner and I were trying to make trips back and forth to see what was being done, but then COVID hit in 2020. And we weren't able to go and make as many trips across the border. So he was sending us what we thought were, you know, photos of things being done. And, hey, I got this company to come put, you know, new water line in. Turns out that water line wasn't put in. And he just covered up the dirt on the top to just make it look like it had. So we got we essentially got screwed by our contractor and overpaid. And then he just stopped working on the projects, had to fire him bring in another person to complete the single family house sold that and made a little bit of money. But the one we lost a lot on was that duplex. Um, and we ended up just having to sell it in almost as is condition, take our loss, get a little bit of the money we put into it back. And we just closed up shop in Buffalo.
0: Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, That's tough. That's tough. Yeah, no, there's, there's lots there, right? And uh, um, I don't know, hopefully you learned some, some, some tricks out of this whole thing. And you could Like if you were going to tell someone, if someone else was going to go in there first, is there anything you would suggest that they, you know, do differently or anything else?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I had done some flips back in Ontario and most of them were mainly cosmetic flips. They weren't as much structural. And so I hadn't done a really heavy duty structural flip at like, you know, 100 to 150K. I'm going to suggest if you're going to do one of those, probably try and keep it closer to home for the first one yeah. and maybe not have it be uh, in another country for with a contractor you've never worked with before. Um, I think too, I, I early on put a lot of faith in, in contractors, just, you know, doing what they said that they were going to set out to do without maybe doing as many check-ins. So I think we could have done that a little bit early on and maybe, you know, detected some of those red flags, um aside from that we kind of ran similar process ran our numbers checked out the areas both were good areas I mean the one deal we did make money on right so we were going to hold it but we ended up flipping it but I don't know. I found um, you know, let me let me just say that it I don't think this would deter me from investing in the US in the future. I think there are great markets in the US. Um, I think that, you know, for the when it comes to numbers and cash flow and all that kind of good stuff, I think there are great markets in the US that Canadians can invest into. And I may be one of them in the future. Yeah. I think for me at the time, and I think my advice would be is like pick your lane and go hard in it. Cause while i was trying to grow dci i also had it in my mind that i'm going to grow this portfolio in the us and i think as i have found it's really hard to grow an active and a passive business that you're both actively involved in because even if you're growing a passive business it still requires your action and your time on a day-to-day so until you have a passive business that becomes truly passive or you have an active business that becomes passive. It's hard to do both at the same time. And so I think I just ended up deciding, you know what, this DCI thing is going well. I think I'm going to double down my efforts and my time on that and just kind of put the U.S. stuff on pause.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's all about focus, right? You, yeah. You're not doing too many things. There's too many different things, right? That's right. You can't, you can't make a, a system because you're doing different type of things and stuff starts to slip. Um, What I usually tell a lot of my, like, uh, people that ask me about doing their first one, I'm like, you know, hire someone local to check your contractor, you know, you got to have someone check them out even if they're not like they don't know what they're doing you could have like the girl from starbucks to, to go
1: <laughs> by and take some
0: photos for you just to have like a third party. you know what's
1: you know what's funny that you mentioned that we actually found out a lot of the shit that was going on with this contractor from the neighbor who we had formed a good relationship with on the single family home we bought so we brought her coffee we said hey we bought this property we're out of town just can you keep an eye on things and she would mention hey you know Buddy hasn't been here for two weeks. I don't know what he's told you, but he's not showing up. And then, so it was nice having, to your point, it was just happened to be our neighbor. But it doesn't have to be like some, you know, elite property manager, et cetera. Yeah, no,
0: I, that's one thing people get hung up on. They think that I need to like hire this new big expensive person to your team, but you just you just need somebody there. That's and, right. And like you know, and to check over work and like anybody with a phone in the camera can do this it's just like oh, did they do the roof did they take the shingles off? off yeah 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 yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. just uh, keep popping by just yeah. you know, they don't have to be some sort of superstar or an actual other contractor or a proper manager it just just having somebody there
1: yeah great point
0: yeah so, you know, I, I love to do that same stuff whenever, especially right now, I started setting up some different markets, right? So it's, uh, you're, you start over again, right? Which is yeah. it's just great, right? To retest all, everything out you're doing. Um... When I started investing in the US, I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at glensutherlandcom slash coaching.
1: And early on, I think it's easy to get distracted because I think you're trying to pick your lane and figure out where you're going to fall. And everything sounds great because I think for people that do have focus, you can become good in any of these niches and any of these verticals. You yeah. just have to figure out which one fits for you, and I just think that the my caution would just be try not to do all of them simultaneously.
0: <laughs>
1: well, no, it's it's true because even still,
0: like you're, like I'm going to repeat myself, but, <laughs> but it's all about focus. Yeah. It's all about just yeah. like getting into a certain uh, flow of everything, right? And yeah. uh, and even as I keep growing, right, I keep going. Well, maybe I should be doing like Airbnb's where it's warm. Maybe I should be doing you know multifamily in this other market, and you get shiny objects and you get moving all over and um, it's kind of boring to do the same thing over and over again but if you do the same thing over and over again you can eventually figure out someone else to do this for you right you know um, and obviously you've learned how to grow a business right 18 staff is nothing to sneeze at right Um, so even for a wholesaling company to go from I'm guessing at one point it was you and your wife up to
1: Staff.
0: how yeah. do you, how do you transition that? How do you build that out?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, it, it just starts with kind of one person at a time and figuring out what you're good at and, and what you're not. And I think as an entrepreneur, I think, um, the one of the biggest assets you can have is self-awareness to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. And, um, and, and I think more about yourself in terms of what you actually enjoy and what you don't enjoy. Because, you know, there's a I think there's a common misconceived philosophy about entrepreneurs that like, you know, it, it always has to be a grind. And and I agree early on in the early days, it, it is a grind, right? You're starting from nothing and you're trying to build it out. But if you if you really step back and think about like, what is the purpose of owning or starting a business and putting that like money at risk and you know bringing on people, it's not to be in the grind for the rest of your life, right? And a lot of people unfortunately um, end up there. And one of the things I've kind of taken away, and I thought I'd share this, is that you know you hear a lot of people talking about working on your business, not in your business, but there's actually a third level which is working above your business. And that's where you start to look at things as like, okay, what would this business look like if I removed myself from my own org chart, right? And I was, um, it was a professionally managed company as opposed to an owner-operated company. And I'm now, you know, you're now looking at things like, Are there affiliate partnerships I can create with other companies? Are there acquisitions that I can make of other companies that are similar to mine to like grow my business? And you're just, or investors that you can bring into your business to help it grow. So those are things I think, people misconceive because the on is like, you know, your HR and your policies and procedures and make figuring out how KPIs work and how to run better. And I was doing that for a long time, but I realized that I wasn't actually that good at it and that there were other people that were much better and smarter than me at those things that I could bring in to help the business by doing those things differently.
0: I love it. And so like, as you're growing this, um, like I've read the four hour work week and where my yeah. mind's going is, do you, do you do like his method and you just test it by like, I'm going to go on vacation and see if it falls apart. <laughs> okay. the vacation How do thing you know it's funny. working?
1: <laughs> so the vacation thing's a funny one. I think, um, you know, in the last couple of months, I've really kind of transitioned into that third level. So I think now I'll be able to actually truly. Take a step back and try that out and see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, and I do have full faith in the team we have that things will run fine if I'm gone. And there's still a little bit of like not wanting to leave it for too long. So, you know, Courtney, I've been away for a week, but I'll be honest, in the early days when we started the company, I don't think we took a vacation from 2017 until 2022. Now that's not healthy either, yeah. but. You know, our our time and our focus and energy was on our investing business and on trying to grow DCI. So now that, you know, things have kind of settled down for us. I think, you know, the next step is to your point, can we go away for a couple of weeks and will everything be fine? I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I got to test it and see. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I love it. Um, So as you're building this thing out, right. Like a lot of people uh, who listen, they've, they've just, they've, you know, they've got this rolling pretty good. They figured out how this kind of goes. It's repeatable. Uh, What were your first hires?
1: Yeah. So first hire was um, kind of like a, what, what would be the best description? Like a Jack of all trades or kind of like a, a utility, like if you think about baseball and there's like the sometimes a utility position. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the role. So it was kind of a mix of everything a little bit of operations, some marketing help, a little bit of finance, some admin stuff. So um, it was kind of a catch all. And I think that that was okay. But as you, if the, I guess what I would preface is um, it depends on what the goal and intention is of this real estate business that you've created. So if the goal is I just want to acquire more properties, okay, well, what's the thing you're good at in acquiring properties? Is it negotiating the deal? Is it analyzing the deal? Is it dealing with the lenders and giving them all the necessary paperwork and fight? Like, do you enjoy just organizing the deal? You, so there's there's different parts of it. And I think if you figure out what you really enjoy, you can figure out which other part you can delegate to someone else. So unfortunately, I think the best answer is it depends. <laughs> um, but it's not very tangible. Um, no, yeah. Well, so it makes sense. Yeah, right. It's it's hard. I don't know what the skill sets are of that, of that person. But you know, if you're really strong in sales and marketing, then find someone who's more admin-based and can help you do the tedious tasks of just keeping things organized. Because as you know, owning a whole bunch of properties yourself, you know, you wanna keep proper things in the file and you wanna have photos and contracts and all of the documents you need in case anything happens. So it's all there, but that takes time and organization and planning. And those aren't my skill sets. So I, I thankfully have someone else that can help me with that. So I think it just depends.
0: Yeah, no, I. I that's about I. I... I agree with your answer, but yeah. hire someone who can do a lot of different things off the start. It makes a lot Yeah. Of
1: and just I think figure out I think that's what I come back to is really understand yourself and where your strengths are and what you enjoy. Cause I think the worst thing would be you delegate something that you actually enjoyed, end up doing things that you hate. And you're like waking up every day being like, Why am I doing this aspect of this real estate business that I, I don't even enjoy? Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I think we got the same minds too. I hate doing paperwork. I hate doing the organization. I'd yeah. rather be the person on the phone talking. Well, not not to, like I'm not running a wholesale business, but not talking to the homeowners, but talking to investors. I, that's what not I to like. Anyone?
1: That's right. They're real people,
0: fun people, right? Like not real people. That's not what I'm say. But like, <laughs> the, the the people that are part of the deal on on that's right. the investing side, like that, that's talking real estate shop, right? I, that's what I like to do. Right. So, yeah. And
1: that's fun. Right. Yeah. So there's lots of people that enjoy that part and um, you know, don't enjoy it, but then, you know, it's funny, I've met other, you know, business owners, and they, they're really, you know, some have been engineers And they're really dialed in on like the operations and the organization and creating processes and stuff. And so to each his own, right? Some some like that, some like just marketing and just figuring out how do I acquire more deals or more investors and doing the social media thing and being on, you know, podcasts or whatever it is to try and acquire that business and that you want. Then maybe someone else does the selling of or closing of the deal, right? So you all have different—we all have different niches and different things we're good at—and just about understanding what those are. Love well, yeah. it,
0: Ryan. If uh, people wanted to get a hold of you, they wanted to get some of these wholesale deals you got, or uh, pick your brain on building a business, how how do they track you down?
1: Yeah, so um, I would say the best thing you can email me. Um, so it's Ryan at DCI properties.ca so it's uh, d is in delta c is in charlie i is in india properties.ca um, if you want to email me and then to get on our buyers list it's uh, www.dciproperties backslash buyers and that'll take you to a form you can fill out some info on what you're looking for unfortunately i just want to preface we don't do anything in the u.s
0: yet no, no but you, you know still there's still yeah. a lot there's still lots of opportunity everywhere. The truck absolutely, is just to not buy it at market prices.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But uh, no, it's um, I, I love what you're doing here with um, with the podcast. And again, as someone who has invested in the U.S., I think you know, make sure you're working with a good lawyer and an accountant or a tax specialist that understands how to do that. Cause that I know early on was a struggle for us and figuring out which state we we're going to set up all our LLCs and even the structure of how we were going to set up the corporations as a limited partnership and a general partnership partnership. And um, it's just different than how we operate our, our corps in, in Canada. So just learning that in and of itself was part of the challenge early on and getting like those first couple deals done. Yeah. I oh, love it.
0: And if anyone's listening to this and they have the same question, just email me as well, and I'll just refer you to my accountant, and they can do it for you. Now that it is, nice. we have this all set up. But yeah, yeah, that's great. Awesome, Brian. Th- thank you for coming on the show. This is great. I, oh, I love talking about building businesses. I love talking about everything real estate. So
1: this was great. Yeah, right. no, it's awesome. I appreciate you having me on and uh, I hope your, your uh, you know, listeners get, get some value and feel free to reach out. And I, I just encourage continue listening and continue educating. Cause that's the um, I think that's the biggest differentiator you can have is just learning and growing and um, yeah, finding out some little tips and tricks that'll help make the difference on the next deal. Awesome.
0: <laughs> Thanks.